It's time for the Plan with Dan podcast, the show that will help you discover and achieve your true purpose for money and make you a more confident investor. We'll talk about sane and intelligent approaches to financial planning. Now, let's Plan with Dan. Welcome to Plan with Dan podcast with Dan Betzel, founder at Betzel Wealth Advisors, serving you here in the greater Columbus area. You can find Dan online at BetzelWealthAdvisors.com. That's BetzelWealthAdvisors.com. Or you could reach out to him if you have questions at 614-472-4510. That's 614-472-4510. Dan, welcome in. How are you today, sir? I'm doing great. And and how are you doing, Mark? I'm doing pretty good. My first time talking with you here on the podcast. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate that. Great. I'm looking forward to it. Well, we've got a great show lined up today. You know, we like to do the uh, mailbag questions from time to time here on the podcast on Playing With Dan. Of course, you can submit your questions yourself if you do have some at his website. Again, that's BetzelWealthAdvisors.com. And we've got a couple for you here from around the area if you'd like to tackle a few. Let's see what uh, Lisa's got to say. Lisa is in Westerville, and she says, Dan, could you do me a favor and explain the 4% rule to me? How does it work, and is it something that I can rely on? Oh, that's a great question, Lisa. Thank you so much. I mean, the basic rule, you know, as most people think about it is, so you look at your portfolio, and if you want to make sure that your portfolio is going to last for the rest of your life, you never take more than 4%. I'm a little bit uncomfortable sometimes with that rule because as all rules of thumb, sometimes they're too simple. Okay. So uh, I'd like to maybe got to be careful because sometimes people will have an IRA and they'll pull out 4%. It might be $40,000. And then, uh-oh, they got to pay taxes on it. So then they go back and they pull out more and to pay the taxes. And sometimes after they pulled the money out to pay the taxes, they're now at a, you know five and a half or even 6%. Mm. So um, you got to be really careful. And uh, the other issue is it, it makes this assumption, you know, that – that your returns are going to be linear. So if you have like a balanced portfolio and you're going to get 8%, you know, annualized rate of return, well, it's not going to be 8 every year, 8, 8, <laughs> right. 8, 8. But you kind of think it is, and I understand that. So, um, you know, you really got to be really careful that the portfolio is still being managed. I think 4% might be a good place to start thinking about, you know, a withdrawal rate, but it's not enough all by itself. And then what if your uh, uh, mutual fund company or your brokerage statement sends you the dividends and capital gains in a check? Should that be included in, in the calculating the 4%? Oh, absolutely. it really has to be, but a lot of people don't do that either. And um, there's this new research that came out after 2008, and they're really saying that the 4% rule should probably be three, maybe even three and a half percent rule. Yeah, I was going to ask so, you about that. I hadn't yeah, heard that. Yeah. 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 So, you know, so I, I think it's a great question. And I, you know, as all rules of thumb, it's a great place to start your conversation. So Lisa, I really appreciate the question, but I would really uh, encourage you to go talk to your advisor and work this out so that you can come up with a, with a number that's really going to be the right number for you and your family. And, you know, to remember, you know, if cash is king. And if you always have some cash that you can use during, you know, market volatility, that would really help you, you know, protect the long-term viability of your, uh, of your portfolio. Right. And I think the only way to know for sure is not to rely on the simple 4% rule, but do what we call a Monte Carlo analysis, you know, and, and, and really do some interesting, you know, research into that. Yeah. I've heard that that's called the Monte Carlo algorithm. So, uh, yeah, with the four percent rule. Yeah, so you know, I know Dan, you've been doing this for about two decades in the financial planning industry. I know you're a registered financial consultant, and with the four percent rule, I I did find that a lot of people 
have heard about this rule. It seems to be one of the more common rules that people yeah. know, but it does seem like it's maybe a little bit antiquated, as you mentioned. Maybe it's more like three percent rule now. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately so. But I think it's a great question, and, yeah. and you know, and the, the real, I guess, advice is to go talk to someone and talk in detail about it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. always make sure you check with a qualified professional for sure. And uh, Lisa, certainly appreciate the question here on the podcast. And of course, if you'd like to get some more information, you can certainly do that with Dan at six one four four seven two. 4510. Just call him directly and have a more in-depth conversation as well. Get on the calendar with Dan Betzel there. Okay, so we've got another question for you here from Max. He's in your backyard. He's in Gahana, and he says, my dad died last month after leaving me a pretty large account of several different stocks. It's a bit more than I anticipated getting from him, Dan, so I'm not sure how to handle this. Can you give me some places to start? Absolutely. Oh, and first, Mark, i got to tell you, uh, anyone listening is, is going to say, where is that guy from? It's <laughs> Gahanna, Gahanna. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, did I tip my hat? You did, but a lot, a lot of people make that mistake, so I don't feel bad. Gahanna, Gahanna, Gahanna. Ah, oh, okay. Gahanna, 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 Yeah, Gahanna. Don't worry about it. it. Actually, reminds me of a very funny joke. When I first, uh, or it's a true story. When I first started practicing law, I was uh, working down in Lancaster at the, it's the county seat for Fairfield County. And my very first hearing, I didn't say Lancaster, I said Lancaster. Mm. And the judge stopped me and he said. He said, boy, if you want to practice down here, you better learn how to say the name of the county seat properly. And uh, actually, he was very, very nice to me. And That's it was great. He was being really, but I, I'll never forget that. So, well, <laughs> so I, well, I, well, I will that. say that it's been a long time since I've lived in the neighborhood. But yes, I, I, I used to live in the Springfield Dayton area, so I do apologize. <laughs> oh, no problem at all. Okay, so um, you know, first I want to say, so Max, you know, I I know that losing a parent is is really really difficult, oh, yeah. and there's certainly a an emotional component that I think you need to respect and you need to integrate into whatever I'm going to say. But in my experience, you know, it takes some time to integrate the loss of a parent and, and even and even receiving a gift because it sounds like you weren't totally aware, you know, of, of how much this gift was going to be. And I tell you to take your time and, and to think about it and nothing has to be done tomorrow. So that'd be the first thing I'd say to you. But I would ask you, how does this gift fit into your overall financial plan? Is it possible to integrate it? And I know when I talk to people in this situation, often what they've inherited is blue chip U.S. large uh, stock. Mm, And, you know, over time, those have done wonderful. In in our area, a lot of people have Procter Gamble stock or they may have, you know, GE stock because of, you know, Procter Gamble is located not too far from here. And so it's done really well over the lifetime time that your that your father's owned it and so that sometimes people say hey you know if it ain't broke don't fix it but i would encourage you again you know take your time see how it fits in your overall plan and look at the long term risk and volatility you know of, of the various stock positions that you that you do that you have inherited that, that that have been given to you as a gift and i would think that the the idea behind the gift was to create long term security for yourself if you come to that conclusion that that was you know the the purpose of the gift, then you might need to think about diversifying, you know, for the future. Again, I'm, I'm giving you things to think about. I'm not telling you that you should necessarily do it, but right. I would think that, you know, you need to be a wise steward of this gift because it is a gift. And, and, and often the wisest, most prudent thing you can do is to diversify into a wide, you know, array of equities so that this gift that you receive from your father will keep on giving, not only in your generation, but hopefully down to your children and grandchildren. So like to recap, take your time, 
be sensitive to the getting used to the fact, you know, of the situation that your family finds yourself in and uh, talk to your advisor and see how can I integrate this into my overall plan. I hope that helps a little. Yeah, absolutely, Max. Certainly hope that that helps. And, uh, you know, I, I talked with someone not too long ago, Dan, that uh, had a similar situation and they wound up deciding to do a little bit of a like a scholarship program because it was a, a larger windfall than, uh, than they expected. Kind of sounds like Max's situation as well. That could be another option to think about. But again, it all comes back to taking the time, thinking about what you want to do and certainly having that conversation with your financial advisor. And of course, Dan can certainly give you a hand if you'd like. You know, I, I forgot to mention, Dan, a great way to, uh, you know, kind of get started if people wanted to dip their toe in the water, if you will, is with your retirement rescue toolkit. Uh, they can certainly get a hold of one of those for themselves by going to your website. Uh, you can click on the link there and uh, you can get one that way. Or you can just call the number here from the podcast. That's 614-472-4510. A lot of good tools and resources in that retirement rescue toolkit that's 614-472-4510 okay let's uh let's take another question here from mark in columbus that one i know i said right <laughs> yes you got that one Sorry. thank you yes <laughs> so let's talk with mark and mark says uh, dan i'd like to meet with a financial planner but most of the folks i speak with say that my wife needs to come in also to be part of this plan the problem here is that she has an extreme distrust of the entire system and is very concerned about our privacy when it comes to our finances. Have you come across a situation with someone like this before? Wow, that's a tough one. It's a great question, uh, Mark, but it's a tough one. And, and yeah. I have I have had this both in my um, dealings as a the last 20 years or so as a financial advisor and also when I was still practicing law. But I have to say that your wife's position is somewhat understandable. There are, are unfortunately, you know, many examples, you know, of advisors and they've taken advantage of clients and Sometimes it's not even their fault. They're just simply taking marching orders from you know a broker dealer or someone that they work for. Right. So um, as a general rule, I understand why any advisor that you speak with wants to have you both there together because they understand that there's two parties you know involved in this issue. But I would think maybe if you explained it to the advisor what was going on, it might be more might be willing to talk to you you know just individually to see if he can help you help your wife become a little more comfortable. You know I don't know your wife's personality, but I know like my wife, my, you know, my wife's a math professor, so she likes to read. And so you might be able to give your wife a book to read or an article or maybe watch an educational webinar that was created by an advisor that you like and trust. Maybe over time, you know, that she'd be able to learn the, the important questions to ask to be able to determine whether, you know, this advisor is trustworthy or not. And I, I can understand. I really have a lot of empathy for her. It's like when you go to the doctor, you really don't know if the doctor is a good doctor or not, because you're so out of your element. Yeah, um, and a lot of times that's a referral, right, from another doctor. So you really, yeah. Absolutely. And you just don't even know the right questions to ask. So I think there's a lot you can do to educate yourself. I, on my website, I have uh, what I call the 20 must answer questions. So I, I think that might be a start for maybe to have your wife look at the questions. These are the questions that you need to ask when you meet with an advisor and you need to get yeah. the answers to. You know, also, I don't know, this is a statement against interest, which is a, a legal rule of evidence. So if, if I say a statement against interest, my own interest, you should listen to me because it has higher veracity. Maybe you should find a woman advisor. Maybe your wife would feel more comfortable. That's with a good point. Yeah. That's definitely um, a good point. Yeah, why? And you know, I can understand that as well. And uh, I guess maybe lastly, I'd say often uh, to the issue about privacy is 
often it's not necessary at, at an initial meeting to give any financial details to the advisor. I mean, I know at my first meeting, we're just getting to know each other and we're trying to determine whether it's a good fit. It's only at the end of that meeting that I might request if they want to go to the next step that they share with me some of their financial information. So, But that might also make her feel more comfortable if you were told to leave all financial data at home because you will not be asked for it. And and that makes a lot of sense because, yeah, yeah. you know, it's, it's usually not necessary to reveal that until you've determined that this advisor is someone that's trustworthy and that you do want to work with. I hope that helps a little and good luck. And I, I don't know, I have a lot of empathy for your wife. I can see her position. <laughs> I definitely see her position. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Mark, you know, there's definitely some good uh, tips from Dan here on the podcast. We thank you for listening. And maybe that's another option as well. Get her to start listening to the podcast with you on a regular basis. Might be, feel as though she gets to know Dan a little bit better. And of course, you can always shop around, as Dan mentioned, maybe a, a female financial advisor or just shopping around in general. Talk with a couple different advisors in your area. This is the Plan with Dan podcast with Dan Betts the founder at Betzel Wealth Advisors, serving here in the greater Columbus area. He His office is in Gahanna, near there the airport, go. and I've got it right. You and do. of course, uh, you can always check him out online. You know, another place to go is to the Dan's website there and check out those 20 questions, BetzelWealthAdvisors.com, or anybody listening to the podcast that has some questions they'd like to get answered themselves. And don't forget, you can get that Retirement Rescue Toolkit, another great way to get started as well at the website. Just click on the link in the description of the show. All right, uh, Dan, thank you so much for being on the podcast with me, and thank you uh, for uh, helping me out with my mispronunciation. I certainly appreciate it. Don't worry about it. It happens all the time. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for being here. I'm really glad we had a chance to talk today, and I appreciate your time here on the podcast. Thank you very much, Mark. So make sure you tune in for further episodes here on the Playing with Dan podcast with Dan Betson. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Betzel Wealth Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Ohio.